Do you have the buzzer? Yes, I do have the buzzer. Should I buzz now? You don't have to buzz now, but buzz at the appropriate time. I do have the buzzer. Fantastic. I know we didn't have it for like the three weeks that I was back in New York, but I do have it now. You do have it now. I'm not in New York. I mean, I'm in New York State. I'm not in New York City. Uh, You're in Syracuse. I am in Studio S, back in Syracuse. Uh, Good for you. How is Syracuse? Doesn't that sound like it should be an album? Studio S, back in Syracuse. Sounds, yeah, it should be an album. What, what, Maybe, what kind of stuff, what would go on that album? I think uh, uh, Wolfman Jack should be greatest hits of Wolfman Jack. Oh, okay, that sounds good. I'll, I'll, get, on the, I'll get on the horn with uh, Wolfman Jack. Good. See what we can work out. Good old WJ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. What's happened? What's happened lately? We were off last week, and now I've off forgotten the whole week. world. Uh, nothing much has happened. We did some puzzles. Um, you finished your, uh, you're on, on winter break, but you're still rehearsing. Yeah, I'm on uh, winter break from school, but we're rehearsing Rent, the musical Rent. So you're still kind of in school. Kind of, kind of, because there's some students in Rent, and uh, we rehearse on the school campus and use school facilities, and so it really feels like it's still school. But your classes are over. Classes are over, yeah. I start up classes again in about a month. How many A's did you get? Uh, I, I don't know. I, they're a good number of A's. Good. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I got an A. Did you? I, I have, I know one of my grades. Uh, which, which class did you get an A? I, I have a, I, it's an unofficial A. The professor said you will be getting an A. Yeah. But it's not actually posted yet. Yeah. Then you don't have an A yet. Well, if I do indeed get an A, it will be the first A I will have ever received at the college level. Really? Yes. My first well, go-around, I did not receive any A's. Well, you didn't really go to classes your first time yeah. around, did you? Well, I went to a couple. Did and you? Got, you did mean get, like a, a couple of individual classes? I, got, not like... I did end up with a couple of B's. You did? Yes. Okay. Well, one. I thought they kicked you out. More or less. Oh, now the phone is ringing. Really? Do you need to take that call? I, I doubt it. I'm, I bet it's from CVS. It is... I don't know who it is. Then you don't need to take the call. I'm not going to take the call. I wouldn't take the call. All right, you should ignore it. You should get your secretary to answer your calls. Uh, yes. Uh, Francine, get that. All right. Is she good, Francine? Oh, Francine is great. Yeah. She, How fast does she type? Uh, she can type uh, a good 15 words a minute. 15? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's good. Short words, long words, any words? Uh, mostly just the same word. Okay. Operation. That's the word? That's the word she types over and over? Operation? Yep. Interesting. Yes. But it's like a clock. Every, at least twice a day she's going to be right. I don't understand what... What? What? Like a clock is right twice a day? Well, I get that, but how is she only right twice a day, typing the word operation at over At least and over twice again? a day, I said. Well, a clock is not right at least twice a day. A clock is right only twice a day. Well, I didn't say it was exactly like a clock. I said and we're was... talking about a dead clock, not an active clock, right? Right, but this I is mean, an a clock active... that works. This is an active secretary. Oh. I don't. I don't understand your analogy. I'm not following this conversation. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I got it. I'm getting an A. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm very proud of you. That's wonderful. You're getting an A. Thank you. And, I, then, and then today I have to write a, a paper on apartheid. Really? Now, is it apartheid or is it apartheid? I always thought it was a, a hard T. So did I. Do you have reason to believe it's not? I, I don't. Hmm. I've never actually heard my professor say it or actually say anything. 
of any note. Right, because your professor is the computer. Right. And I don't want to mispronounce it because that, as we know, will lead to loss of marks. But aren't you writing a paper? You don't, you don't need to deliver an oral presentation, do you? No. So you can't mispronounce it in a paper, can you? I don't think so. Uh, you know what? If anyone can, you can. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so what do we have on the show? We have we we were gonna we're dredging up a couple of old segments. We, we are. This, yeah. This is fill me in. Did we say that part? Fill Did me in. Say this that part. Episode one hundred and twenty-eight. One hundred and twenty-eight. What kind of a number is one hundred and twenty-eight? That is a Punnett square. Is it really? Yes. Isn't one hundred twenty-eight one of those like? Uh, I don't know. It's like one of those numbers. It's one of those numbers. Like it's a it's a power of two. Is it a power of two? Uh, let's see. Two times two is four. Four times two is eight. Eight times yeah. two is sixteen. Sixteen times two is thirty-two. Yeah. Thirty-two times two is sixty-four. Yeah. Sixty-four times two is one hundred twenty-eight. Look at that! It's a power of two. There you go. There you go. Welcome to a power of two. Yes. Uh. Uh, so, uh, we'll get back to that. <laughs> Will we? I don't think so. After the music, which of course is called Jagged Eyes. And here we are, back, after the music. Now, do you know that in our last episode, you called our music Fill Me In? Did I? Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, you said you said, and now please enjoy this special holiday rendition of "Fill Me In." Well, that's what it's called during the holidays. Uh, is it really? Yes. I don't know. You know what? No, I'm going to just say no. I let you name my song "Jag on a Hank." I'm not letting you name the holiday version "Fill Me In." I'm sorry. All right. Well, then I'm taking it off. Uh, S is for Syracuse. Oh, damn it! Damn go. it! Viewer mail, opening it up. What is view- in the viewer mailbag? Well, we have a couple of viewer mails. Our first one, uh, our first one is from uh, David Stein. Do you remember David Stein? We haven't yeah, heard from him in a long time. Yeah, met him at time. the ACPT. He has a class. He asked him, "Would you rather?" Wow, that's that's actually right. Yep. Well done. Uh, David Stein said, Great interview. May have been the best feature in Filmian history. Hell, it may be the best feature I have ever heard on any podcast. A cranky old guy ranting against ignoramuses butchering our language? That's someone with whom I can identify. He should have his own podcast. I'll be the first subscriber. The anti-intellectualism started with Nixon and has and has have passed down to Reagan. (laughs) The anti-intellectualism started with Nixon and has have passed down to Reagan, Bush, and now Palin. XOP is just the man we need to counter it. Now, if I was the one reading it and I pointed out the grammatical error, you would tell me, oh, why do you have to do that? Well, I did it because David Stein is talking about the butchering of language, and so it seemed fitting. There does also seem to be an extra space there. There does seem to be an extra space there. David Stein, what were you going to put in that extra space? I wonder what that is supposed to have said. The anti-intellectualism started with Nixon and has been passed down to Reagan? And has have to have have to been passed down to Reagan. Yeah, I think that's definitely it. Okay. I think uh, so it. he's talking, of course, about our interview with XOP, which was hugely popular and hugely fantastic. Yeah, a lot of people love that. If you didn't catch episode 127, you should really, uh, really you should should check it out. Should stop this episode right now. 
because I guarantee you 127 was better. I'm certain of it, 100%. 100% certain. So, uh, yes, uh, re-listen to XOP because he's awesome. Absolutely. Our next viewer mail is from Peter Gordon. Uh, not Nupal threat. No. Commissioner Peter Commi- Gordon, N-Tuple threat. Commissioner Peter Peter Peter. <laughs> Commissioner Peter Gordon, N-Tuple threat. Remember N Tuple N Tuple. Yeah, okay. So XOP mentioned that that uh, soccer is. Uh, he didn't say it was the only word that uh, where you have a CC followed by a vowel. That, followed by an I or an E. Specifically, an I or an, an, e. I or an e. It isn't pronounced like. Uh, right. Give me an example of when that is. That is pronounced a- like a, a- K. A- a- acceptable. Like, yeah, acceptable accident. Access accessory. Uh, so XOP said that soccer. What did he call it? A frustrating word, the silly word, the bastard word. He called he might it. Have just called it a stupid word. Stupid word, probably a stupid word. Uh, so, but uh, Peter Gordon says that there are more words in the English language that have a CC followed by an ERI that are not pronounced in that KS way, right. such as bocce. Yep. And cappuccino, which mm. is not really a, an English word. Well, I would argue that bocce is not an English word either. I mean, these they're Italian words that have been, you know, kind of like, what is what is it, co-opted by English? Yeah, I think so. Fettuccine, also not an English word. Right. Kacha, also not an English word. Spect, which I don't know what that is. And here's an English word, sicked. Right, sicked. past tense of sick. Yeah, like sick'em. Yeah, sick'em, yeah. donkey. <laughs> donkey? No. Donkey? Why not? <laughs> Why a donkey? Why not a donkey? I think you usually tell a dog, sickum. If you were being chased by a rabid donkey, would that not frighten you? <laughs> it would. I didn't know donkeys so, could get rabies. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a big problem in the donkey community. <laughs> it's huge. All right, all right. It's near epidemic in its proportions. Okay, so sicked, the past tense of what the donkeys do. Sicked. Yes. S-I-C-C-E-D. Yes, but now now I would have to say that soccer is an English word, and it is not the past tense of anything. It is just, right. there is the word, soccer. Why isn't it pronounced? Soxer. Soxer. Why is it? I don't know. How, did that, how does that happen? And, and, and yeah, I mean, the soccer even used anywhere else in the world because everywhere else it's called football that's true they do call it football everywhere else i don't know what is the what is soccer how did soccer happen why do we call it soccer here why is it cce and not pronounced saucer soxer soxer i don't know a lot of questions about this word that's very very strange why was i always picked last in the soccer team and pe another good question that is a good question. I think it's probably because you have no athletic skill. Well, it's a good question with an easy answer. <laughs> but still a good question. Um, I'm looking up soccer in the online etymology dictionary, uh, which says that in 1889, the word first appeared as S-O-C-C-A, and then later was spelled S-O-C-K-E-R, and then later S-O-C-C-E-R. So what was it? The first S O C C A S O C C A like soccer. I guess it says here 1889 soccer. 
Later, soccer, with a K, 1891, soccer, with the two Cs, 1895. Then it goes on to say, originally, university slang, with jocular formation ER, from a shortened form of association, A-S-S-O-C, an abbreviation of association, as in football association. So it it sounds like they took the concept football association, because the sport is called football, initially European football, right? Uh, Football association took the word association, shortened it to A-S-S-O-C, and then made up a new word, soccer, as uh, sort of a play on the abbreviation of association. Wow. That's really complicated. It really is. Um, and I still don't understand then why it would have two C's, because association only has one C. Uh, it does only have one C. That's true. I don't know. Does anybody have an answer to this? Because clearly we don't. No, we definitely don't. Who? Somebody must know something about this. Mike Nothnagel, do you know anything about why, this? Why didn't people just want to call it football? If that's what know. its name was. And why did we have to invent a different sport and call that football? I'm not sure. Yeah, it doesn't I don't, seem to make sense at all. Really doesn't. Very confusing. Very confusing. That's the online etymology dictionary for you. I, I don't know. Uh, association of, football. That's. I guess that's the term for soccer. Is association football. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> Speaking of sports. Yeah. Uh, Dan Fair's mother. Uh, uh, Dan Fair, of course, winner of the. Uh, um, oh my God! Really? Winner of the B division. No. Winner of the C division. Winner yes. of the C division. Winner of Lollapazoola two. Winner of the A division. That was really hard. His mother. His mother uh, sent us something from the San Francisco Chronicle, uh, a, a local paper uh, local to San Francisco, um, about the San Francisco Giants. Who yes. Apparently are the world champions. They the they won the World Series, yes. And the headline on October 30th, 2010, is Win It For All Of Us, The Wish Of Near Miss Past Giants. The, the Wish Of Near Miss Past Giants. So past giants who... Uh, I, I'm going to do a different headline. Here we go. Do you want to just start this whole segment again? Oh, I think it's going so well, though. Okay. Wait. You're in charge of the editing. You can do whatever you like. Uh, From November 4th, 2010, uh, naysayers near misses erased for number one fan. So they're talking about the Giants and how they had many near misses en route to a world championship. For a long time, they did not win the World Series. So so they're using it. The San Francisco Chronicle, a paper, is using it in the way that I use it, which is to say that near is an adjective for the word miss. Yeah, so it was a miss that that was that was very close. It was close to being a hit. Close, but no cigar. Right. Uh, so yes, such as in two thousand and two, they were what five outs from winning the World Series, something like that, and then they blew it. Right. To the Los Angeles Angels of Kentucky. They did. That's right. The Los Angeles Angels of Kentucky. Uh, I didn't realize they were that close. Five outs away from winning. They were very, very... It was game six, and they were... I think it was the eighth inning, and they had a lead, and then all of a sudden they didn't have a lead. I blame Barry Bonds. Uh, Why wouldn't you? 
I blame I, Barry Bonds for most things. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. He doesn't listen to this show, and he doesn't care what anybody else thinks, so uh, it's easy to blame him. You were male, closing it up. Uh, but, Go ahead. Well, well, no, I was just. We have an announcement. Uh, an announcement is is forthcoming on January third, two thousand eleven. The wordplay blog hosted at the New York Times is changing uh, hosts. Is changing people. Jim Horn and Patrick Merrill are stepping down. Deb Amlin is stepping in. She's going to be doing the work of two men. She is. That's really impressive. Uh, Deb Amlin, of course, a uh, constructor for the Times, the Onion. She wrote. Uh, what you don't know about PMS? Uh, <laughs> what's the name of the book? <laughs> Something like that. Uh, um, she also constructed Puzzle Number One at Lollapazoola Three. She did. Uh, so, yeah. so uh, we were listening. So, congratulations, Deb. Listing those comp- those accomplishments in reverse order of importance. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, the wordplay blog, constructing puzzles that are actually published, writing a book that we don't know the title of, and constructing a puzzle for Lollapazoola. Yes. Uh, we, we do know the title. Her book is called It's Not PMS, It's You. Yes. And I just want to make sh- that clear. It's in the shape of a candy bar. It is. Yes. You know, it's it, well, it's in the shape of a candy bar. You say that. I mean, all books are sort of in the shape of a candy bar. I mean, it's a rectangle. Uh, it's, it's the cover is designed like a candy bar. It is. It I is think not that's really what you're sniff. going for. No, she said her sequel was going to be Scratch and Sniff. Her sequel to her book? Or maybe just the sequel to life. <laughs> Um, speaking of January 3rd, that is my wedding anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. You yeah. will have been married for 10 years. Six years. Okay. Six years. What is the, what is the gift for six years? Uh, I, you know, I don't know. We kind of stopped doing that because we ran out of money. <laughs> okay. But All right. Speaking of anniversaries, my, my uh, birthday was at some point in the past uh, couple of months, and Patrick El Blindito Blindar sent me a card and, and a book, a scratchy hangman book. Nice. <laughs> Which I have yet to start. Oh, no, it's awesome. I've done some of the Scratchy Hangman book. I have a copy of it myself. Oh, do you? I, yeah. I, I, plan on, I plan on doing it. But no, he sent it's me, terrific. He sent me a very good card that has a forlorn-looking uh, Thor on the front of it. Uh-huh. It says, Someone Stole His Thunder. Nice. I like it. On the back, the, the brand of card is Melancholy Greetings, Blank Cards for Empty Lives. Oh, fantastic. So, you can see this at melancholygreetings.com. Uh, so thank you, Patrick, for remembering my birthday, even though I'm sure I didn't tell you when it was. Uh, so I don't know how you know. He has connections. I guess he does. You know, uh, he's, he's Patrick Blindauer. We've, we've said before, he's kind of a wizard. He is a wizard. He, is a, he must have pulled it out of his grimoire. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. Uh, so, yes. Uh, now we have an old segment. What Brian doesn't know about soup. There's a, lot, there's a lot of things I don't know about soup. And here's what he doesn't know about soup today. Uh, am I reading this? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so uh, Joe Cabrera, Boston Ma for Now, he wrote to us and said, to get rid of extra salt in soup, you're supposed to drop a potato in the pot. I didn't know that. I didn't know that that's how you get rid of extra know, salt in soup. I had heard about that, and I'm not sure if that's actually uh, factual. Interesting. Could be, a, a, as they say, an old wives' tale. What is what is that? Isn't there some children's story about making soup? And uh, somebody says, "No, I can make a stoop, I can make soup from a stone." And so they they make is stone soup. 
And they're like, you know what? This stone soup would actually taste better if we added some carrots. And so they do. And then, you know what? This would actually taste better if we added some potatoes. And they do. And they keep adding all these ingredients. And eventually what they have is just normal soup. What is this story? What am I talking about? Is it the, the lady who swallowed a fly? Might be. They might be neighbors. I don't think they're in the same story. But uh, what am I talking about? Somebody? Right. Anybody? Somebody answer that because I don't know. Yeah. I, so I think the concept is the potato sucks up the salt. Is that what happens? I, I, but I'm not sure if that's actually... Is that how you make salt potatoes? Uh, you know, you just actually make a potato and you just add salt to it. Oh, really? I thought there was a kind of potato that just naturally had a ton of salt in it. Well, you're probably it. thinking of the Syracuse salt potatoes from Dinosaur Barbecue. Maybe. Which I have made and are delicious. Is that just normal potatoes with a lot of salt? A lot of salt and a tremendous, ridiculous amount of butter. Awesome. Yes, it's very good. Everything is better with butter. Yes. Uh, so now, moving on, we, I, I, I uh, asked people to send in a, a – uh, did I call it a hectude? You did. You called it a hectude. Uh, with the, the, the pattern, the rhyme scheme, A-A – what was the rhyme scheme? Uh, that's a really good question. I think it was A – oh, I don't remember what it was. Oh, shoot. We should have it handy somewhere. I have it, I have it here. I have it here. Okay, you do. It was A-B-A-D – AA. Okay. We got a couple of uh, of uh, examples of this new form of poetry. Yeah, well, we got one that's good and one that's bad. Uh, yes. Uh, the first one is from uh, Todd McKay. The title is, uh, Who is from New Zealand? And it goes something like this. The man who climbed from Everest's base, the guy who made the Hobbit films, the dude on The Amazing Race... The Concords and the Princess armed with sword and mace, and what's-his-face. That's really awesome. It is. And that's all people from New Zealand. And that's A-B-A-D-A-A. Yeah, it's brilliant. Now, we got another one, uh, a hectude, from our friend Kevin Ashworth. Kevin Ashworth uh, Smith. The... Uh, Kev- Kevin Ashworth Smith, the New Zealand actor. Yes. <laughs> uh, Kevin Ashworth uh, has written us something he calls a hectude of gratitude. Uh, I will say, though, this does not follow the rhyme scheme, I think. Oh, it doesn't? Uh, no, it, well, listen to it, and let's see. An easy... Oh, wait a minute, I get it. It doesn't follow the rhyme scheme, it follows the structure... Oh, this is very clever. Oh, I didn't get it until just now. Oh. This is brilliant. An easy grade, a busy insect, an Oakland baseballer, big linemen say, a scarlet letter, my surname's initial. There you go. A B A D A A. That is brilliant. Big lineman. I totally take yeah. How is big lineman D? Uh a big big lineman D is short for defense. Oh, okay. That's great. Um oh, that's awesome. So neither, like neither like a minute and a half ago, out. a minute and a half ago I said this was bad. It's not. It's brilliant. It actually is brilliant. Wow. You know what? Kevin Ashworth, you're a genius. You are. Uh, you are, and, and you're in a movie. You are. Aren't you in a movie? We're, we're, we're checking up on Kevin Ashworth's career. Uh, He's on IMDb. Yes, yeah, of course he was in 24. He's yep. in uh, the short double negative as the nurse. Uh-huh. He uh, was in Law & Order Los Angeles, which I'm not sure I knew was a show. Yep. And uh, a movie, uh, Look in the Mirror, where he plays the role of Guy. Yeah. He is, uh, he is the third credited character in Look in the Mirror. 
It, it is not yet released, but here's what IMDb tells us about it. A distracted middle-aged lawyer unwittingly becomes involved in a series of murders after he goes on a business trip with a pretty gold-digging paralegal from his firm. Wow, that sounds good. Yeah, and, and I think his, the, the character's name is actually Guy. Yeah, I don't think he... It's not like lowercase g, Guy. Yeah, he's not playing some just some guy. No, it looks like the main characters are named Ron, Angelo, Guy, Detective Larson, <laughs> Hannah... Betty Firth. I wonder who the uh, pretty gold digging paralegal is. I wonder if that's Hannah. I thought I thought it was Janet Charboglio. Janet Charboglio. Yeah. She plays Betty Firth. Yeah. Yeah. She seems like a gold digger. There's somebody in this movie named Rebecca Rainbolt. <laughs> that's a great name, but her headshot is cutting off half of her face. Uh, Kevin uh, Ashworth, who is the gold digger? Kevin, we want to know more about this movie. When can we see it? Will it be in theaters everywhere? Yes. <laughs> I hope it will. These are questions we need to know. Oh, my goodness. Uh, all right. Uh, How about the contest of now? The contest of now. We didn't really have a contest of then. No, we did because we were taking time off, but we have an impossible contest of now, unless awesome. your name is June Pock, because you'll get it. Contest of now. It's from Tyler Hinman. Insert kick-ass nickname here. It goes like this. Take a seven-letter drink. Change one vowel to the next vowel in the alphabet. For example, A would become E. Scramble the result to get a world capital. <laughs> Ready, set, go. June, did you get it yet? <laughs> okay. All right, so take a seven-letter drink. Yeah. Change one vowel yep. to the next vowel in the alphabet. Just one vowel. Yeah, one of the vowels in that drink. To the next vowel in the alphabet. Scramble the result to get a world capital. Good luck with this. Yeah, enjoy. Uh, if you know the answer to this contest, uh, write to us, rbxblog at gmail.com. If you need a password to this week's contest, the password to this week's contest is Rebecca Rainbolt. Rebecca Rainbolt. And, Rebecca uh, Rainbolt. Uh, June, just tell us what you'd like us to send you. That's right, and we'll take care of it. Look on the horizon! It's a thunder god, and someone stole his thunder. So what was that noise? If someone saw his thunder, there, there's no thunder. Oh, it's it's the sound of uh, a rainstorm that wasn't. <laughs> Monday, December sixth, by Richard Chisholm. We have uh, a whole bunch of things, uh, phrases with two words. Each word starts with S H. Ship shape, sharpshooter, shell shock, short sheet, sheep shearer, and shoe shine. Uh, this is fine. Yeah, fine. I did this in uh, two minutes and fifty nine seconds. I, on t- uh, uh, the day that we're taping it, taping this show, yeah. the Monday. Yeah, it's Monday, December 13th. Monday's, today's puzzle. Stop, stop with the tapping. You're, I you're... did today's puzzle in three minutes flat. Awesome. I was, it's the closest I've ever come to breaking the three-minute mark. Very That's fantastic. That's no, fr- that's great, though. Fantastic. Three minutes, though. So. Frustrating. So you've, uh, never gotten an, you've never done a sub-three-minute time? Not on the New York Times. On paper or on uh, across light? Oh, on cross light. I could I couldn't even come close to three minutes on paper. I don't think. Oh, okay. Uh, Tuesday, December seventh. Wait, I didn't do anything. Oh, Tuesday, December seventh, uh, Pearl Harbor Day by Andrea Carla Michaels. Does, Does she, she have a nickname? Oh, not yet. And really? You were just going to say the whole thing? Oh, I was going to ask you the question. 
Oh, I was going to ask you. You have to say the name. Peter made this very clear to us. One of us says the name. The other right. one asks the question. Andrea, the, uh, the first one answers. Andrea Carla Michaels. Does she have a nickname? Not yet. Okay. And Kent, Clark Kent, Clayton. Uh, this was all about football matchup. So, yes. uh, and I don't, uh, I feel so like. Manchester United versus the Los Angeles Red Bulls. No. Uh, so you mean like, soxer? These are soxer teams or football teams? I think they're football teams. Oh, okay. I, American I, I football. feel like Andrea Carla Michaels is not a football fan. She doesn't strike me as one. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, so be. you had things like Chief Texan, Giant Bill, Ram Charger, Jetpacker, all uh, uh, phrases, two-word phrases where both words are the name of an uh, American football team. That's true. So it's are, you in, are you anything of a football fan? I know nothing about football. Nothing at all? You don't know one thing about football? I know three things about football. What are they? Um, a touchdown is worth six points. Yep. Um, the, the the whole field is measured in yards. Yep. And uh, well, maybe I only know two things about football. A couple of weeks ago, you said the name Brett Favre. Ah, Brett Favre. Yeah. Uh, so. He is uh, uh, a guy. Yeah, he is. Wednesday, December 8th, by Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire, constructor of the Wednesday Puzzle and the Oracle. Uh, this was clever and strange. This had uh, the, the, the big clue was at 53 across undercover operatives or what are hiding in other answers, secret agents. And uh, the letters SPY were backwards in each of the other theme answers. Yes. I don't understand how they're secret agents, and yet they just showed up backwards. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. That didn't really seem secret. I would have expected them to be, like, reverse agents or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, the, but you had Ypsilanti, Calypso Music, Apocalypse Now, uh, Gypsy Moth, uh, KP Duty. Uh, no, that wasn't one of them. Good. It's a good puzzle, but yeah, good I'd puzzle. like to see Mike Nathnagel on Friday. I prefer to see Mike Nathanagle on Friday. You know what? Particularly this week, I would have liked to see Mike Nathanagle on Friday and Saturday. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Thursday, December 9th, by Byron Walden and Caleb Madison. Yeah. Uh, Yes. So this was all about mascots. No. No. Home over. No. Uh, So this was uh, where there's smoke, there's fire, the down right corner. Uh, 58 down was smoke, 71 across was fire, and those words could go with half, oh, right. the first half of the second half of start answers. So you, so had, you had blow open, so you could have blow smoke, yep. open fire. Right, house, uh, smoke, smoke house, house. Or, or fire boat. Fire or boat? House boat, fire boat, boat fire. Uh, uh, ho- holy cross went with holy smoke or crossfire. Uh, smoke free and fire bird. Uh, it was very clever. Yeah. Yeah, it's clever. It's good. Done with the cleverness for the week, because here comes Friday, December 10th, by Elizabeth C. Gorski. Now, Elizabeth C. Gorski, we've joked frequently how she has never been in the New York Times. The truth is she's been in the New York Times thousands of times. Well, a hundred-plus times. And she usually does Sunday puzzles, and they're fun, and they're smart, and the themes are clever, and the fill is good, and it's uh, satisfying because you can solve it. Here she does a Friday puzzle. I found this wholly unsatisfying. Uh, yeah. I did not like this puzzle at all. 
I'm sorry, Elizabeth Sigorsky, but I just didn't. It just wasn't, there wasn't a lot of fun stuff in it. It wasn't, and it was weird because it had a musical note in the middle, and then it had this 33 across, 36 across, Babes in Arms tune that's apt for this puzzle and the Johnny One note. I don't know why that's apt for this puzzle. I guess because the black squares make the shape of a note. But that doesn't make it apt for the puzzle. It's just sort of like a weird graphic trick. It has nothing to do with the puzzle. Yeah. So I don't understand. I don't understand. Elizabeth Sigorsky, I, I like you better on Sundays. Please do more Sundays. You know what? I, I didn't like this puzzle, but I'm going to give her a pass. I will give her a pass, but I'm not going to give Will Shorts a pass. This is this is not a great puzzle, and it, it, it should not... What are you doing? It should not have... Uh, Put my hand on the mic. Uh, this, just not good. Simply not good. Didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. But not as much as I didn't like this one. Ah, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Saturday, December 11th. A Day That Will Live in Infamy. By Paula Gamache. Bearer of Bad News. Indeed. Uh, so this was Saturday, and it, you know what? Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, you know, I'm going to rant, because honestly, I, you know what? I don't care. Paula Gamache, I'm sure you're lovely, and you've made some great puzzles. This is not one of them. I, more than half of the fill in this puzzle is not English words. More than half is not English words. It's either abbreviations, or foreign words, or, or proper names. Bebe, nothing. Oceano, Clemenza, Lucrezia Borgia, Estos, El, General, Sol, Guard. I'm only uh, through the first eight lines of Across Clues. Abraxas, Miramax, T-Max, Taco, Oman, Zeit. I mean, this is ridiculous. What is this? It's a it's a bunch of different things. Alia Yakta Est. Now that I didn't get. Alia Yakta Est. I did get that one, actually. I did get that one. But this is this is ridiculous. This is I don't know what this is. I am in favor of a puzzle that's hard because things are clued in a challenging way, not because the fill is non-native words. If I want non-native words, I'm going to go get a Spanish crossword puzzle book. El Pazule. Yeah, I I and then and then I I totally got I, the part that I couldn't do was uh the bottom right corner here. I did the rest of it. I just didn't like doing it. 46 down, 1983 Joel Schumacher film. I got this. I didn't. I Seriously, it's a movie from 27 years ago? No, I don't know what it is. It Apparently Mr. it's It had Mr. T in it. So? So it had Mr. T in it. That doesn't matter. It was 27 years ago. But it had Mr. It is T. not at all part of contemporary culture at all. It is not famous. DC Cab. And then it and then it crossed with what, what's what, what's going on? DC Cab crosses with NTSB. Yeah. I, and I, I don't know. I, so that that seemed meaningless to me. And I've never heard of Mercator. Projection Creator is a Mercator. Well, it's what the, is that? The Mercator Projection. It's a never map. heard of it. It's a never map. Never heard of it. Okay. It's it's the map that everyone knows. The map. Can you can you stop making extra noises? My phone is, is, is your phone is making noises. You're banging your microphone around. I'm now like in in a in a rant, and and you're distracting me. Uh, I apologize for all of that. You're just uh, trying to lighten the, the, the attacks of my rant on this puzzle. I didn't like this puzzle. I didn't at all. Paula Gamash, do you listen to this show? I would love to hear from you. I didn't like your puzzle. Oftentimes, I do. This one, not so much. Uh, I didn't like it either. Mondi? Endora? 
I'm just reading more things that uh, that don't make sense to me. I got it. Zetas, and then Rex and Tex crossing each other. What's that? It's just it's just garbage. Uh, oh, you know what? I got I got thirty three down wrong. Did you? Yeah, I said I mean now, but it's actually I mean it. Meant it. I meant it. Again with the noises. You're making more noises. (laughs) You can't stop making noises, can you? Buzz. Oh, my God. Do we need a new battery? No, I was waving it. Uh, this is from Karen Young Bonin. Uh, you, who... We usually say the date first. Just oh. usually, you know. Uh, Sunday, December 12th by Karen you Young Bonin. I know it's your first time doing the Thunder Round, but still. Um, Karen Young Bonin. This is her first puzzle since uh, August 15th, 2001, which is why... Her name is not familiar at all to me. But I like this puzzle. It was fun. It had a very clever title. The title was The Wish, which yep. I couldn't figure out what that meant until I was way done with the puzzle. Uh, it really means uh, the W is H. Yep. Uh, and so you have common phrases that have a W in it, but the W is changed to an H to make uncommon phrases. Yep. So it says warp speed becomes harp speed. Twin sisters, thin sisters. Global yep. harm, global warming, global harming. I got I like this, this one with uh, 73 down. Tortoise's opponent after finishing second. Silver hair. Silver hair. That was where I, that's what opened up the theme for me. Then I understood what was going on. This, to me, was just a great Sunday. It was a clever uh, clue, theme. It wasn't very hard. It was a nice, easy solve. I liked it. Yep. I thought it was terrific. I enjoyed it very much, and it was a fun recovery from uh, the coronary I had doing Saturdays. I think it's corollary. I had a severe corollary doing Saturday's puzzle. I was yelling at the puzzle while I'm doing it. I was like, what the hell is this? I hate this. I hate doing this. I hate you, computer, giving me this puzzle. I hate the New York Times.